In a world where it seems like there's so much going wrong, I want you to see the people who are spending their lives doing and seeing the good. Welcome to the Doing Good Podcast, where we discuss the stories of people who are changing the world in their own way. I'm your host, Carmen Herbert. everyone and welcome to Doing Good. I'm so excited to have Kristen Walker-Smith on the podcast today. Kristen is a co-host of the One Minute Scripture Study Podcast, a Deseret Book Masterclass teacher, a BYU Education Week speaker, EFY teacher, former seminary teacher, and best-selling author. Kristen graduated with a Bachelor of Arts from Brigham Young University, where she met her darling husband of almost 20 years. Yay for you. That's amazing. And they are the parents of three wonderful rascally children. Ooh, I have some rascally children too. They're the best. They're so fun. When Kristen isn't teaching the gospel, you can usually find her rock climbing, listening to Elder Holland talks, or eating peanut butter frequently all at the same time. (laughs) Kristen, oh my goodness, welcome to Doing Good. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk with you, and I'm so jealous that you can eat peanut butter as much (laughs) as you want. My son is allergic, and so, yes, so we like usually do not keep them anything in the house with peanut butter, but sometimes, like, I will sneak some Butterfingers or something in, and he'll be like, Mom, he's old enough now. He's 14 that he won't eat it. I'm like, I know, Boston. I was craving it this week. I'll put it up high. Don't touch it. I mean, oh my gosh. It's fine. But seriously, like, we I mean, we don't have it. So my health would probably improve if I cut uh, peanut butter out of my life. <laughs> Isn't it supposed to be like, it's good well, fat, it's good protein? Like, I don't I ever don't eat it alone. Anymore. It's always with chocolate, you know? Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, if it's dark chocolate, then that's fine. Too. But sure. I think we're good to go on that. All right. I'll um, say that. That is awesome. And rock climbing. How fun is that? How long have you been rock climbing? Like just recreationally or like have you yeah. been training? Oh like- yeah. No, just recreationally. And I actually started rock cli- climbing with my husband when we were just dating. And that's how he oh, proposed fun. to me was while we were rock climbing. So like hanging yeah. from like. No, he, he climbed up first, set up the ring box up there and then came down. And when I went up, I found the ring box. So oh, it was adorable. Goodness. That <laughs> is adorable. That is very adventurous. It is. Yes, and- I was. He didn't leave the ring in the box. Which I was, was going to say, I would think that he'd be like so terrified, like uh, right, doesn't fall anywhere. No, he just left the box with a little note in it to look down, and I looked down, and there he was on one knee. I'm like, let me down. That is so awesome. It was oh, cute, and almost 20 years. That's a big milestone. It's actually been 20 years. I like, I didn't even think about it, but last month was 20 years. Oh yeah, my so. goodness! Isn't that yes. why? How old were you when you got married? 20. So. Wait, hold on. It's been 20 years, 21 years now. I'm like, how old am I? It's been 21. <laughs> so you've been officially married now longer yes. than you have We're been. We're not. <gasps> I didn't even think about that. Isn't that wild? Like you've I feel so your old. life married. Then yeah. That, I'm I, like geriatric at this point, I think. I know. <laughs> Once you st- honestly, like once you make that milestone, we're not quite there yet. It'll be, it'll be 18 years this year for oh, us. Wow. And once we hit, cause I met him when I was 19. I'm like, once we hit 19, like I will have known you for as long as yes. I didn't know you. Yes. That's going to be crazy. And I would love to hear how you got started just speaking everywhere. I mean, EFY education week, doing seminary, yeah 
all that stuff. Have you always loved being in front of people, speaking in front of them? Where did that passion start? I'm the youngest of five girls. And oh, I, so you needed to use your voice a yes, lot. Yes. I could never get enough attention. And so, yes, I have always been like the drama queen, put me in front of a camera. We actually have, did you ever watch Romper Room? No. As a kid. Okay. So there's this little like local TV show. I grew up in LA. There's like this local show there, I think, but other people have heard of it. Anyway, when I was like four, I was on Romper Room for a week and Romper like room. I was the nightmare child. Like they just, it was like supposed to be like, hey, come and have preschool with us. And like, meanwhile, I'm like putting my arms in front of the camera, waving oh. them whenever it's like zoomed in on the teacher. I'm like, let me in here. Yeah. Look so yeah. Yep. <laughs> Like you can probably relate. That being was the kind of person. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Always wanting to be in front of the camera. Yeah. Awesome. So, but I did not imagine that I would teach the gospel to people. I was always like, I'll be a rock star. And that obviously didn't happen. So, but I got called to be a seminary teacher when I was like 25. And I, I was just like, I just left seminary. Like I did early morning seminary for four years and then they called me to do it again. And I just discovered that I loved it. Like I loved teaching the gospel. And then a friend of mine applied to teach EFY and he got in and I'm like, you can teach EFY if you're not John, by the way. Like, yeah, excuse right. me? Like, you could be a normal person? I didn't know. That right? That. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I applied for EFY and I got in. And then I was like, well, what if so I do fun. BYU Education Week? And I applied and I got in. And I'm just like, I'm getting really lucky. Like, people, and it, my kids are shocked, by the way. Yeah. They're like, they will pay to not listen to me. And I'm like, oh, people, of course. Yes. People pay to hear me talk. And they're like, what? I say that all the time. <laughs> Whenever I'm singing, I'm like, people used to buy my albums. Like, people, yeah. and they're like, be quiet. Don't sing. <laughs> And I'm all, people pay me to sing. And they're like, no, <laughs> stop it. So, yes. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, it's no. great to have kids. They keep you so they, humble. Oh, they keep you so humble. Like you are not cool. In fact, right. my son's birthday is today. And so I was going to go into his classroom and for those listening, we record these podcasts a few weeks in advance. It's Valentine's day. So he's my Valentine's day baby and came three and a half weeks early. And anyway, was just excited to get here, like totally healthy, yeah. seven, six, like this healthy big boy and was so excited to be here anyway. So, and just has been go, go, go ever since. So I'm like, I'm so excited to come sing to you and bring you Trace today. And he's like, oh, don't come to my classroom. And I'm like, why? He's in fourth grade now. And apparently oh. like once you turn 10, yep. it's no longer cool. Like now, it, like up until literally this year, like every other year, are you going to bring me lunch? Are you going to take me out? I'm like, yes. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, can I bring you lunch and sit by you? And he's like, no. Don't come to the school. I'm like, why? I You're not mom. cool anymore, mom. No, I suddenly am. I have a second grader who still thinks I'm cool. Oh, good. Okay. So for him, it's like, like I sub his class and he's like, that's my mom. And I hold Aww. his hand and my other ones are like, okay, you can be by me, but like, you know, not too close. <laughs> Which, of course, then that makes me, <laughs> it's our role and responsibility as parents to embarrass our children. Like right. It's our no, of course it is. To also keep them humble. Right. And so then I'm like, oh, I love you. I love you. You're so handsome. <laughs> and they're like, ah, like running across the crosswalks. So like, oh, my gosh. You when I drop fun? off my kids at school, I always yell. I'm like, make good choices. Don't do drugs. And they're yes. like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, my gosh, mom. Stop it. <laughs> Like, listen, it is our right. You put right. us through grief and we get to, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes put you through a little grief. Amen, too. girl. Amen. No, I love my children more than anything. But yes, it's it it's now I it, it's now the the uncle part. But I'm sure I'm sure your kids think you are really awesome. It, it's it's the times when like your friends' kids are like, Oh, you speak? Oh, you do that? And like your mom? Yes, she's on YouTube. Wait, and yeah. then it's like, oh yeah. 
my mom recorded yes and then you're kind of cool again so well before I got on here I was explaining to them who I was going to be speaking with and I was like she's on YouTube let me find her and they were like what they're like she is on YouTube like so you're making me fancy today girl oh good I'll give you some cool cred right what are their age they're all about to have birthdays so 10 13 and 15. Okay, so. fine. So maybe more like, yeah, 10 year old. That's kind of cool. I know. It's funny that I, I was on American Idol in 2003, which is oh 20 God. years ago. 20. That's crazy. It's crazy. I was just baby 17 year old. And oh. so now it's this funny age gap where none of, None of my kids' friends know who I it's I'm like vintage now. They're oh, like, yeah. Oh, you're like the OGs with like Simon and, you know, it's like, <laughs> I'm like vintage. And so it's kind of cool, but all their moms know, all their right, moms yeah. know who I am. So I'm like, it's this weird thing where they're like, wait, who are you? And what did you do? And so I'm sure your kids are like, we don't even know who that is. Like, oh, she's on YouTube, but what did she do? I did show them your really cool hairstyle, which was the hairstyle I always wanted and could never which do. Which one so. was it? Was it the, it um, was like choppy and like kind of oh, flipped out a little um, bit. And I was like 14. Like a know. young child, because I, I, I just like it was in one of the Ryan. videos, and I was like, I had like a Meg Ryan hairstyle. Oh, I always wanted that hairstyle. I know. And but as an eighth grader, maybe not so cool. But like, <laughs> you're like, I have the hairstyle of a thirty year old. And then great. 2003 was so it was like the brown chunk, blonde chunk, brown oh my chunk, gosh, blonde, yes. and then you piece it with pomade so it all hangs in like noodles. <laughs> That was the coolest hairstyle ever. That is so accurate. And you have to flip it though, and it's flipped. It's so it's yes. And I would spend oh. so long like making it look perfectly messy, chunky. And right. sometimes you'd put like maroon or red in it too. That was like really. And cool. now it's out there for the whole world to see oh, forever. It is. Like, but aren't you I, so glad? I know. I know. It's like, but I mean. We, I don't even know what trends are coming back. There's some weird stuff going around. There are. Yeah. Crocs. He like, he asked for Crocs for his birthday. I'm like, please tell me Crocs are not. Crocs what? are huge. Oh, where we are? Lehigh, Utah. Crocs are majorly in style. And you can oh. like, like my son will wear like my tie dye Crocs. Like I have like gardening Crocs. <laughs> Way cool. <laughs> oh it's almost like ugly cool. Like it's kind yeah. of to be a little ugly, but still, I don't even know. Or like fur, they'll wear like fur Crocs in the winter and. That's I don't amazing. even know what's happening anymore. That so. is amazing. It's amazing. So, okay. We love our kids. We're old. But, <laughs> so let me agree. Yes. Yeah, agreed. We, we <clears> love <throat> our kids and, and wow. So you, you, you speak and, and you do a lot of things, but, but let's talk about why you do that and, and how you mm. got into that. So you have this amazing podcast yourself mm-hmm. called the one minute scripture study podcast. Yeah. And basically telling families that you can, spend 60 seconds, Mm -hmm. one minute a day studying the scriptures with your kids. And yes, I would honestly like to ask you how this is done. Ours are mostly (laughs) 15 minutes, but you, we fight for 14 and a half. (laughs) Usually like we have a, it's mostly a fight and kids are, I'm not kidding. We're like in the weight, they'll, they're lifting weights. They're running upstairs. They're wrestling on the ground. They're going into the kitchen to get snacks. I'm like, why are you snacking at nine 30? Right. They're all of a sudden hungry. Of course. Uh, they forgot to do some of their homework. It's mm-hmm. like, sit down and say, it is now time. That's their cue <laughs> to like go crazy. So I honestly would love to even get 60 seconds where they're just quiet and yeah. listening. So please tell me where this idea came about. 
And is it possible for families like mine of all rascally mm -hmm. boys to yes. actually listen? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. So the idea came, I was listening to a wonderful podcast, a scripture study podcast that was about 45 minutes long. And I'm sitting okay. in the driveline waiting to pick up my daughter. I'm listening and I'm just like, because uh, because I started in seminary and EFY, like my heart is always with the teenagers. Yes. And I recognize they need to have these personal experiences with God, right? Absolutely. And so they've yes. got to get in yes. the scriptures. And I kept yes. thinking, I'm like, oh, I wish that teenagers would listen to this, but the, they never will. They'll never right. listen to something that's 45 minutes long. Right. And then the heavens opened and I don't know, like I didn't see him, but I'm pretty sure there were angels and they were like, oh, and I just had this insight that it was like, well, they'll listen to something that's one minute. And I'm like, uh, I can do that. I can totally. I make so many comments in Sunday school that are one minute where I'm like, oh, let me comment on that scripture. Yeah. And so I started this podcast and it was interesting because I didn't know what I was doing when I started it. I was like, well, I'll just share what I think in one minute. But it has become where I now have a system that I can like share with people. Awesome. And and it's a way that like with my without my podcast or my book, like you can do this on your own. It's free. You can get quality scripture study in one minute a day. So do you want to practice it together? I totally want to. Yes. Okay. All right. So give me, do you have a scripture that you love? Like what's your, that's putting you on the spot. Ooh, Awkward moment, but do you have a favorite me. scripture? Doctrine and Covenants. Okay. Section eight, nine, or 11. I love all three of those. <laughs> the whole thing. Okay. So eight is about the spirit, right? Yes. And about receiving answers. Okay. Uh, I love, yeah, I love the words in here. Okay. So let's do verses two and three. Okay. Perfect. Yep. So if we read Doctrine and Covenants eight, two through three, what we're going to do as we're reading it is we're going to picture ourselves holding a sword. This is called the sword method. And this okay. is how you could literally sing a hymn as a family. You could use a quote. You could get on President Nelson's Instagram and read what he said that day, whatever. And you can do this and turn it into quality study in one minute. So we're okay. going to picture ourselves holding a sword okay. and the sword is pointing up. And so as we're reading, the first thing we're doing, it's three parts to it. It's very right. simple. The first thing we're doing is we're picturing the point of the sword pointing upwards, right? So we're looking at that and we're going, what is the point of this scripture? Basically, right. what's it trying to teach me? So let's read the verse and we're looking for the point. Okay. So verse two, yea, behold, I will tell you in your mind and in your heart by the Holy Ghost, which shall come upon you and which shall dwell in your heart. Good. Okay. So what do you think was the point of that scripture? Why did that get included? in the, in the scriptures? Well, the point is, is that when we're looking, I think this is how I interpret it. And I know that's the wonderful thing about scriptures is it is it's open-ended for interpretation. Yes. But for me, it's how do I receive personal revelation? And it's telling me in my mind and my heart, meaning it'll make sense to me. And mm -hmm. I will also feel that it is right. And so Good. that's something that is, they both have to feel right Good. in order for it to be truth. Okay, perfect. I love that. Okay, so the point is, it's explaining to us that when we receive revelation, it's going to feel good in your head and in your heart, right? Okay, yeah. so then we have we look back at our sword, okay. okay, and then we ask ourselves. So we did the point, and then we have to look down now at our hands, okay. holding that sword, and we say, okay, what does this have to do with me personally? 
Okay. okay. So maybe as we're reading this, this is kind of an interesting scripture. It's more like factual, but maybe have we sought out a testimony in our mind and our heart of something in particular? Like, do I know in my mind and in my heart that President Nelson is the prophet? That could be a way to make it personal. Is there okay. another idea that you would have for that particular verse? How else could you personalize sure. it? Sure. Or how do I know in my mind and in my heart that I'm doing the best as a mom, like, are there things mm. that I could be doing or, or things that I could be prioritizing better in my life for my children? That's kind Perfect. of a big one right now. Perfect. Okay. So then you, you could ask yourself, what have I been feeling in my heart or what thoughts keep coming to my mind that might be the spirit nudging me to do something that I have yet to do. Right. Ooh, okay. Yeah. That's an awesome one. I love that. Okay. So then we've figured out the point. The point is I'm going to hear it in my, or I'm, it's going to make sense in my mind. I'm going to feel it in my heart. Then we personalized it yep. by asking, okay, how am I living this principle? Like, is there something that I need to be paying more attention to personally? Then the last thing we do is we add power by swinging our sword. And my kids love to picture that they're slapping Satan upside the head with a sword <laughs> because <laughs> this is the power, right? If we take yeah. action, then we're like, ha Satan, I'm going to ruin your day. Right. So then how do I take action on that? Well, then maybe for me or for you, we're thinking, okay, well, I have been feeling a nudge that I need to read to my kids one page a day, at least from a book. Maybe that's my nudge. And so I go do that today and maybe I don't do it tomorrow. I would like to, but at least today I'm following that nudge. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. You don't have to change everything. It's not like, well, I feel a nudge to quit my job and right. spend all day in my kid's class because they want me to spend all day in their class. You know, it right. can be little tiny things. So it's so simple though, because you just look for the point in the scripture, you ask, how do I make it personal? And then you add power, those three Ps, and you can do that in one minute a day. And it keeps everyone involved the whole time. That is honestly brilliant. Like point, personal, power. Like mm -hmm. it's so simple. It's so simple. With one, so do you usually take just one verse or do you take like a clump of verses? Do you take a chapter? Do you have your kids read it individually and then talk about it? How do you do this in your family? You can do it any way that your family wants to. I have kids with low attention spans. And so we will usually focus on a verse. Okay. And sometimes just because I'm a nerd and I'm in the scriptures, I'll explain the history behind it. And then we get into it. But like my kids have their scriptures open, they underline the verse and they usually will tell me like what they learned from it and they'll write it down. Like it's just very basic, but it's one minute long. And the great thing is it's not torture. Like yeah. my kids are actually engaged for the full minute. And that is the memory they're creating of scripture study is yes. personal engagement instead of like, Oh, we got sure. No, it's like interactive. Yes. Yeah. And they're doing something and, and, and they're applying it. It's not just us. That's the thing is, is a lot of times we just feel like I'm talking at you and I'm lecturing mm -hmm. you and I know this is important and I'm hoping your spirit is soaking this up while you're doing headstands on the ground. But <laughs> I don't know that you really are like, literally this is like, or they'll like start a push-up competition. Like right then I'm all, yeah. why are you doing this? And then we lecture about Satan's trying to get us not to do it and, and mm -hmm. to listen. And, but then it's almost this guilt thing, like, and, and they're, they're boys and they move their bodies and some yeah. might sounds like sometimes it actually hurts to sit still. And I'm like, yes. I know you have ADHD and I get that. Like yep. it probably yep. does. Like I get it, but just try. And he's like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. So I'm like, okay, well, okay. So do push-ups while we do scriptures then. So yes. anyway, but this seems like very, very doable and, and something that I think my kids would love. Do you do it? Do you follow the come follow me scriptures or do you just say, 
what yeah. scripture do we need to work on today as a family? So in general, we follow my book. I have a book that basically like does this for you, but then we do it on our own afterwards. But yeah, I would like, and, and on nights where we're all tired, we have a verse that we have memorized and we just recite that and we go to bed. Like we don't okay. do it perfectly every night. And, and I hope by the way, that when I was saying like, oh, you know, like my kids are having happy memories. Any way you're doing scripture study, good on you. Like yes, if you're right. listening to this and you're like, oh, my kids hate scripture study. I'm not doing it right. Good for you doing scripture study. Elder Bednar, yes. I remember him joking about that in conference where he's like, during scripture study, their kids would be like, he's breathing on me. Yes. Like, no one does it perfectly. Yep. No one does it perfectly. And so do what works for your family, but this is what works for mine. And so sometimes it's a verse. Sometimes we sing a hymn. It's different every night, really. I love that. Do you, and, and you do it at night for your mm -hmm. family and not yeah, morning. Yeah, time is when we're usually together. And if someone's missing, they miss a night. Oh, well, we that's just good. Dinner too, because they're like trapped. Well, not trapped, yes. but they're like eating food. So they're like yes. gathered. Yes, absolutely. That is good. And I remember that talk specifically. It made me feel so much better that Bel right. Elder Bednar said we would say a prayer, <laughs> have a fight, and then uh -huh. end with a prayer. Right, like, yeah. Really? You right. It just makes it seem like even an apostle, like it, it's just mm -hmm. life and kids. It is. It is. So, so you had this idea and you started doing this with your family and, and then how did like the podcast come about, like sharing this with other so, people? <clears throat> the podcast actually started before I figured out this whole sword method thing. Oh, like, okay. so I was just doing it and sharing what I thought. And I'm like, but I don't want people to have to listen to me. Like I want people to be able to do this on their own. And so, you know, yeah. Google bless it. I was able to discover that there was a method out there that backed up what I was doing. It just explained what I was doing. And so the podcast got started in like March of 2019. I guess it was like right when COVID started. Okay. And I just kept going and it was amazing how much it grew. I was like, okay, people need this. Like, this is not a podcast that was like, okay, mom, will you listen so I can get my numbers up? It was right, like, yeah. People, people were flocking to it. So it's been really exciting to see how much other people are being blessed by this, this crazy driveline revelation that Heavenly Father gave me. It's been so fun. That is amazing. And how... I don't know. I just think it's so cool how Heavenly Father works through us and mm -hmm. through like something as simple as this is something that we're struggling with. I wonder if there's chances are there are other moms and families mm -hmm. out there that like, man, if this is a struggle for me, it's probably a struggle for some yep. from someone else. And and instead of just working on that yourself and keeping that to yourself, you're using that inspiration and revelation you've received to help bless other people. And how grateful I'm sure people are so grateful. Have you received? I mean, I'm sure you have, but tell us about some of the feedback you received on how this has worked for families out there. It has been very humbling. There's not a lot of times I feel like in your life where you get to be an instrument in God's hands and you get to hear back from people. Like I think yep. often we do, we do these acts of service and so many people do so much anonymous service. Mine happens to be very public. And so I am so lucky I get to hear from people who are telling me that like, their family has never been able to do scripture study consistently. And this finally works. Like they have figured out that they can do one minute and like teenagers. I know like some teenagers, they'll get the book or they'll listen to the podcast and they will do it on their own. And they're finally getting the scriptures and like feeling like it applies to their life. And so that's, probably the biggest reward. My husband hates it. Cause like, obviously I sell a book, like money comes in from that. And he's like, how much money did you make? I'm like, I don't know, but, but listen to what this one person said. And he's yeah. like, Hey babe. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you, got, you got to make money because I do work full time, but I'm like, I don't care. It's the it's the stories. It's the For people sure. who tell me this is changing their lives. I'm like that. That is the greatest payment ever. And, I love and that. you know what? That is. It's interesting that you bring that up because I think for those of us in the um, inspirational space, mm-hmm. it is difficult to to walk that line of I don't want people to ha- like you said to pay money to be inspired. That doesn't, yeah. that doesn't, hasn't ever sat well with me, like, right. or to, to, or, or not to be inspired, but, but to like learn gospel truths or like right. to pay money for that. Like, I yeah. feel like that, that shouldn't be, but it's wonderful that people there, there needs to be good music and good content mm-hmm. and good businesses out there. Yeah. And it's okay to, to want to support your family by producing good things and doing yes. good things in the world. So people that like, I, I've interviewed some incredible artists that sell these incredible paintings mm. of Jesus Christ. And they have the same struggle. Like this was so personal and sweet to me, but I mean, I spent months working on this yes. painting and so they sell it for hundreds of dollars and, and rightfully so, but it's not about making the money. It truly is about producing something good and good content to bless someone else's lives because yeah. we know that they're, for as much good as we put out there or trying to, there are people on the opposite side mm-hmm. putting out negative content and negative media and negative yeah. artwork and images and things we don't want to be consuming. Right. And so yeah. it's great to have something positive, but I know that there's that balance of, okay, when is this, when is this a good thing or, or when does it become, you know, about making money? And I think that you know, I do like, we kind of know what line that is. Of, mm-hmm. do, you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. something internal that's like, oh yeah, I don't want to, I think when it starts to become about yourself and promoting mm. and self-promotion, yes. that's kind of the line versus, oh, I want people to, to just look to Christ for this. And you know what I mean? Right. I yeah. That, right. No, no about you are. You. Yeah. And I think that's something that anybody who's listening to this, if you ever like do try to go into the inspirational or the religious field and you do make money, there is always that question of like, is this priestcraft? Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Am I I practicing priestcraft? And I think that the, the conclusion I've come to with it is just that as long as I am trying to serve people and I give away so much for free, as much as I can, like you can follow my email list for free. And I basically give you like a a study guide's worth of information every week about come follow me. And and like, I, I taught you the sword method for free, but I think that it's when it becomes about your personal time, like, and I'm sacrificing yeah. personal time, then I, that's when I'm, I'm usually like, okay, I'm okay charging for that. When I'm sacrificing sure. time with my family to do something exactly. and it's a weird feeling it yeah. is, but, yeah. but I don't think, I don't think Heavenly Father's displeased with his children putting good in the world and no, I able don't, to support their families. I don't either. And like, obviously like firesides and devotionals yeah. and things like that. It's like, I, I remember talking with someone a while ago and they were trying to get me to produce some content. And they said, well, are you bringing your books to sell at firesides? And I was like, oh. no, no. <laughs> at all. Like, <laughs> like I had brought, like if, if, if a ward asked me to speak and says, will you bring books for our young women? Like, of yeah. course I would, I'm not bringing anything to sell. And they're like, you should, you should have an email list of people to write their emails on so you can then contact. Mm. And I'm like, that is not why yeah. I did that felt so yeah. that wrong to me. And so, but then if, if it's, if I'm asked to speak like at a school yeah. or, you know, or, you know, 
if I, if I'm being paid to sing at a big event, that's not on a Sunday, you know, mm, and it's not that yes. not as different for me, but if it's a fireside or devotional, something it's like, no, that's, that's not something that I would feel comfortable like taking money for. And there have been wards that have been so kind and generous and have offered to pay gas money or right. bought yeah. cookies after something like that, which is so sweet. And it's so funny because I had a friend whose husband was a bishop. She's like, did you know in the handbook, like it actually talks about that now about like, gas money and these things and about oh. speakers bringing it. And I had no idea. And so everyone kind of does their own thing and we're all trying to do the best that we can to spread light and goodness, but it is, yeah. it's like driving to Vernal, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like cost money. hours away costs money and gas. So mm-hmm. that is hard, but I, I try never to say, yes, pay me for this ever. Right. If it's, if it's like, or like girls camps or, you know, yes. like that's so hard. That's such a fine line, but things that you're a business and you're spending your time and money on something, yes. even though it is religious and inspirational. So, but I would love to know uh, along that line, like what, what are some of the things that people can, do you have a website or your Instagram or your podcast? Like what are some products or services that you do offer to the one minute scripture study for people? Oh, I, you know what? I think that my text and email list is like the coolest thing in the world because every week, like, you know, I don't know. Some people send out emails and it's like, here, buy my products. But every week I, I literally like will give you tons and tons of information for free about Come Follow Me. I record a one minute history every week for Come Follow Me so you can get caught up on where we're at and it's one minute long. That's like my favorite thing. So if people wanted to, like, is it okay if I share my information? Is this Absolutely. Oh, okay. No, this is what. This is what you're supposed to do. We want to know. Okay. Like, how do I do this? Yes. Okay. So if you're interested in getting like really simple scripture study help for free every week, you can just text the word simple to the phone number 33777. And then I also love the living scriptures, our living prophets. And so I think this is coming out before general conference. I also have like a free fantasy general conference game for older kids to keep them engaged. It keeps them engaged the whole time. I love it. I love Fun. it. And so it's like, that, a, like a printable or yep, something. It's a download. free printable. You just print one off for every member of your family. So that one, you sign up using the word conference to that same number, 33777. So three, just 3777. I'm like three, writing 33777. Yeah. So the word simple, if you want help with the scriptures and the word conference, if you want help with general conference, and those are totally free. And then one minute scripture study. I've got books. I've got a podcast. You can Google it, but the free awesome. stuff. The free yes. Stuff yes. It's even better. That is so great. So tell me, tell me what you have learned personally from doing the one minute scripture study. Do you do it? Is this something you do as an individual too? What if there's couples oh. out there like, we don't have kids and, yeah. or, or our single friends that are like, we don't, I don't have a family. Like, is this something yeah. that they can do as well? It's something that you can absolutely do on your own. You can do this in a classroom. You can do this with your family. You can do it on your own. I personally, because I do have a scripture study podcast and I'm like researching all the time, I I do in-depth study. So this, though, I feel like is great for the seasons of your life where you just yeah. feel so overwhelmed. Or I know a lot of people listen to my podcast on the way to work and they're like, it just gives me a little spiritual lift before I go to the real world. So absolutely. It's for anyone. It's for absolutely anyone. How long are your podcasts typically? One minute. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So your podcast, it's not like an in-depth of the one. It's literally a one-minute podcast. Yes. So my my co-host every Sunday does an in-depth of like, this is where we're at in the scriptures. I, on my Instagram or on YouTube, do these little one-minute history for the week. And then each day for Monday through Friday, we do a one-minute episode that helps you dive into one scripture, figure out how it applies to your life. And we give you a takeaway of the day in five words or less. So you can kind of keep that in your mind and be thinking about the scriptures throughout the day. So oh, that real is simple. so uh, yes, so awesome and so simple. And are they? Is there like an age range? Like, if my son was like, "I want to download that podcast," or "I want to listen," or do you feel like it's adults to teach kids, or like teenagers no. can listen to it? I uh, people listen to it with their kids on the way to school all the time, and occasionally we'll have a bonus episode. We sometimes do bonus episodes, and at the beginning, if it's going to be about like polygamy, we'll say, "Hey, yes. just a warning: this might be when that you want to listen to before your kids listen to it." So, but awesome. it's a church podcast. We keep it real clean. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and where does most of your research and information come from? Like, how do you make sure that you are staying, you know, doctrinally yeah. correct and, and, and supporting our, our living prophets and apostles? Yeah. So I, that's actually one of the blessings that came from teaching at EFY and, and BYU Education Week is sure. that everything you say has to be supported by an sure. original source. It can't be like, this person said that this person, this, it. So okay. I have original sources for everything. If you go onto my blog, anything that I say that needs a source, it's on there. Like, so it's awesome. all backed up. And usually in one minute, we honestly don't have time to be quoting anyone. So on the podcast yeah. in general, it's just like, these are my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Know? Right. And and we both, Callie and I, are very, very uptight about sticking to what the prophets have said. Like, awesome. it makes me very uncomfortable when people start sharing the gospel of Kristen. And so we don't get into that. We just talk about the scriptures, how it relates to you, and we move on. <laughs> yep. I I think that is super smart. And Thank it you. is because we we do we do internalize and interpret scripture and doctrine. Mm -hmm differently. And, and yeah. there's for sure things that I probably said, even in fireside or something, they're like, well, I don't know if that's, yeah. definitely. I try not to, I try to, you know, just because I, I, I believe in and have faith and, and have a testimony wholeheartedly of the living gospel and of our mm. prophet and apostles. So I try to keep what I say in alignment with them. I also am probably more of a black and white person. Yes, and so same. I know some of the things maybe I've talked about or said, I'm, I'm, tr I'm learning to have more empathy and understanding for people that maybe mm -hmm. don't think the same way and, or yeah. that have situations or circumstances in their lives, but they're like, okay, but can you imagine if this was your child? For me, it's mm -hmm. easy to say, but this is right. And this is wrong. They're like, but yeah. imagine if it was your child and, yeah. and I'm grateful for those, but because I am typically black and white, it's, this is, this is what they've taught. And I'll yep. just repeat that word for word. <laughs> And then, you know, exactly. and then I'll tell you my thoughts and opinions, you know, yeah. on that, but I won't, but, but it is difficult. I'm sure to be like, Ooh, when is it? When am I talking? And when am I, mm -hmm. you know, teaching doctrine? And yeah. so that, that's kind of a fine line to walk through. It's been, it's been actually a little bit humbling to go back. And there's one episode I can think of in particular where I said my opinion and I could tell it was my opinion. And oh, so like, I was like, I wish I could delete that. But yeah, in general, what we try and do is we say when we're teaching doctrine and when we're saying our own opinions so that awesome. there's no confusion because people don't need to go around spouting off what I said and thinking that it's doctrine if it's not. So sure. we try yeah. to be real clear on that. 
That's awesome. Well, I'm excited to take a listen to this, the one minute scripture study and awesome. tell us, do you have an Instagram, Facebook, yeah. where can people follow you? My Instagram is not creative everywhere. You want to find me. It's Kristen Walker Smith. That's my website. That's my YouTube. That's my Instagram. Easy. And yeah, I know it's so easy. And Kristen I'm is spelled K R I S T E N. I was just going to say that. Thank yeah. you for clarifying. Cause I was actually, <laughs> when Mark told me about you, I'm like, Oh, I'm so excited to see. And I wanted to check out your Instagram page and I could not find you. And then he's oh. like, it's E N. And I'm E-N. like, oh, no, I know. I always tell people it's 10 at the end. Like I'm a perfect 10. You guys. Chris, 10. Like- <laughs> Chris 10. I love it. That is so awesome. Well, I, I just think it's so awesome that there are, that there are people and women out there that are just doing so much good with the talents and gifts that they've been given. And as we wrap up, I would love to know if there are women in particular out there listening of like, well, what, what is my gift and what does heavenly Mm -hmm. father want me to do? And how can I do good? What advice would you give for them? If there are people out there wondering if it's their season of life or, or what their gift is and how they can share it and do good for others. You know what? I think that we need to not underestimate the things that are easiest for us. Teaching has always just been super easy for me, but I thought it was for everyone else. And so I'm like, who would want to listen to me? They all know the same things, right? So whatever feels so natural to you, it probably doesn't feel natural to the rest of us. The rest of us are probably looking at you and going, how does she do that? And so take the gifts that feel so natural to you. And that is probably one of the things that Heavenly Father wants you to do the most good with, because that's your gift. I have never thought of it that way. And mm. it's so true Yeah, things that you just naturally gravitate towards. Like I look yeah. at some of my friends that there's this one girl I've recently started following and she makes the most incredible loaves of sourdough bread. Like she, mm. she does artwork on them and bakes oh them her, and takes them to like, people in her ward and families and neighbor, but like incredible things, like not just a loaf of bread, it's true artwork. And she yeah. spent hours doing it. And I, <laughs> I love to bake too. And, and so I'm like, I could do that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my first loaf of sourdough bread was like a rock and I'm all, wait, I bake though. Like I know how to bake. Right. Not like this. Like oh. this was a true, cause she's like, well, here's the instructions, you know, and she gives them right. and it's like, no, but you, you have a talent, like this yes. is something that you are blessed with. And it's yes. like something even as simple as like baking bread can mm-hmm. be an incredible talent and gift and bless other people's lives right. with doing that. So I love that you bring that up as, well, what comes natural and what's easy yeah. for you and what do you love to do? And right. that's the way that you can spread goodness. Absolutely. Amen to that. Oh, so fun. Okay. Well, I cannot wait to get started with the one minute scripture study and, and really having my kids actually listen. So I'm going to re- return and report back awesome. to you Yay! on the third method and, and that'll be awesome. And then you, you've also written a book. What was the book that you've written? I've got two books. So it's one minute two scripture books. study in the old okay. Testament and one minute scripture study in the new Testament. So if you're more of a book person, then that's your option, but the podcast is free. It's just not every day of the year. Perfect. Oh, awesome. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for talking with us today for your incredible light and for all the good that you are doing. Thank you so much, Carmen. This has been awesome. I am 
Carmen Herbert, and I'm so excited to tell you about an amazing app that my whole family loves. It's called Our Turtle House, and it's full of literally thousands of hours of full-length talks, just like the old talk on CDs or talk on tapes, from some of your favorite Latter-day Saint speakers like John By the Way, Mick Johnson, Hank Smith, me, and a ton more. Plus, there's podcasts, firesides, devotionals, come follow me resources, and entertaining content your whole family will enjoy, truly, all in one little app. And you can use promo code doing good, all one word, at checkout, and you get a full month free. So check it out and sign up at ourturtlehouse.com. See you soon.